Hello, ladies and gentlemen. The Ask a Black Guy podcast is brought to you by our sponsors, Old Brother, located at 206 Market Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19106. Why, Old Brother? Because Old Brother has the best cheesesteaks in Old City. When you ask about who has the best cheesesteaks in the city, you have to start mentioning Old Brother. I walked in there the other day. I asked an associate who was super kind. What do you guys specialize in? He said, we specialize in cheesesteaks and we specialize in french fries. I said, what do you mean you specialize in french fries? They have a whole list of exotic french fries. Everything from bacon and cheese to truffle french fries. Garlic Parmesan truffle french fries. Have you ever had such a thing? Oh, my God. Talk about the food. I bought a cheesesteak. I bit into the cheesesteak. The cheesesteak was delicious. I'm six feet, 330 pounds. I think I know a thing or two about good food. An old brother definitely has good food. And you know why? It starts with their ingredient. They use fresh, never frozen ingredients. They never have any leftovers. And they use 100% ribeye meat. Nothing but the fresh quality. They use ribeye meat, shaved ribeye to make their cheesesteaks. Man, I've been into the cheesesteak the other day. And the beef was so good, I swear it tastes like the cow was raised by both his parents. You need to try it. For the best cheesesteaks in the city, you need to go and try Old Brother. Again, that's 206 Market Street, Philadelphia, PA, 19106. You can go to their website, oldbrother.com, or you can call them on the phone and place an order at 215-515-3255. And the best thing about them all? Is BYOB. So you can have a little libation while you're having a cheesesteak nation. And when you get there, tell them, ask a black guy sends you. to the show folks oh you did that on purpose you consciously didn't say all right i did i didn't want to get my balls broken first thing in the morning i saw your face light up you said welcome back and you stare right at me right at you because <laughs> i knew i was gonna get that shitty eating grin out of you <laughs> i'm just saying good morning how are you Fantastic. hello ladies and gentlemen how are you guys sipping on a coffee this mm. coffee is delicious. I know. Oh, this is the the uh, the coffee. Uh, I'll tell you, my friend roasts uh, at his home. He roasts his own beans. Yeah, he roasts his own beans. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't do it any justice because I didn't follow a recipe. I just kind of like eyeballed it, and it tastes real good, though. It is good. It's but I should some, make it a little stronger, though. It's got some legit flavor to it. I like it. It's good, dude. Sometimes. When I go to bed at night, I can't wait to wake up in the morning just to drink coffee. I look forward to that. Is that weird? You ever think that way? That's how much I love coffee. Is that is that some white shit right there? No, I <laughs> I like I like coffee, but I don't think I've ever rushed to bed because I couldn't wake up. No, no, no. Wait I to wake up rush to bed. I'm saying I'll think about it when I'm in bed and I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning. So what you're telling me is when you're in bed, you don't think about your wife. You think about a cup of coffee in the morning. What is this? The fucking Grand Inquisition here? I'm just trying to tell you a story. (laughs) Why are you always trying to bring my sex life into this? I just want to make sure I fully understand what you're saying. I don't want to miss... Listen, Any miscommunication. What's better than a full-bodied cup of coffee? Probably your wife laying next to you. <laughs> uh, but but that's just that's just me. I, I, I don't think I don't think the American dream was growing up like, oh my God, wait wait till you, you know, grow up, have a family, you know, buy a house, have a great job, and wake up in the morning. You know, looking forward to a great cup of coffee. Thanks. Listen, my measure of success. Uh huh. It's my French press. I, listen, I respect it. I, listen, <laughs> I I I enjoy a nice cup of coffee. Don't 
don't misunderstand it. I'm a I'm a pour over guy. I like coffee. So I enjoy coffee. So I get it. But I don't think I ever woke up in the morning like looking forward to like a cup like I can't wait in the morning so I can get a cup of coffee. Yeah. I just never had that. I mean coffee's a drug. Caffeine is a legit drug. Oh no, we oh we know. I I feel some kind of way when I don't have it. You know, if I go two, three days, I'm like, all right, now we need Dude, it was at a point where I was drinking coffee two or three times a day. My parents used to drink four or five cups a day. That's how, yeah, my dad was like that. And uh, I started getting like that. I'd do like two cups in the morning, and I'd have an iced coffee in the afternoon. And if I didn't have that iced coffee in the afternoon, like a splitting headache. Really? I was like, this isn't good. So I cut back all the way back. One good cup of coffee in the morning. That's what I drink now. Yikes, I never had a headache, I don't think. Mm-hmm. But I definitely had like caffeine withdrawal and I could feel it. And I couldn't figure it out for like the first two days. Like, what's wrong? And then after the third day, I was like, you know what? I didn't have coffee in, in a while. So, yeah, I'm addicted to it. We're addicted to caffeine. Well, anyhow, I do love my wife. So I just want to get that out there. It took you four minutes <laughs> to <laughs> acknowledge your wife. <laughs> Not brought up twice. <laughs> uh, I hope she don't hear this part. She listens to all this. Does she? Yeah. Oh, hey, Miss Slow, Mrs. Slow. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I'm on your side. That's all I'm saying. So am I. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure you are, buddy. Hmm. So what's going on, man? What do we, what do we got slated for today? I feel like today's a Mr. Rogers kind of mood. Like I'm just, you know, in a very slow, very, like I'm not tired, but I'm like, I don't know if I'm a little foggy still, maybe. You you look it. Huh. Yeah. I mean, you don't look your best. No, yeah, well. To be honest with you. You you text me and I was just waking up. I got minimum sleep last night. And it shows. The beast of a car went down. Like the batteries died, so I got to replace the car. I don't think I went to sleep till like two in the morning. You mean your stereotypical vehicle that I guessed? Uh, my reliable vehicle <laughs> that gets me from point A to point B had a little trouble. It still has. Actually, I got to go out to Pet Boys today after the show and go get a battery. Fair enough. Mm. I don't know. We got a. About five or six topics we can get through today. Okay. Let me take a look at them. These are all uh, listener suggested as well. Which we really appreciate. I think you 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 brought up. Oh, wait, wait. Well, we we appreciate the topic. So, guys, we need to start opening the show off with askablackguy.com. Go comment. We read them all. We respond to them all. And we'll try to pick them and put them on the show. And if we do, sometimes we'll call you or text you back or email and tell you that we're putting it on the show. So definitely www.askablackguy.com. Write in the comments. Just give us some love. Also, we're considering doing some merch, some T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Hats. Ask a black guy. Coffee, coffee cups. We, well, we got to do coffee cups as much as we talk about coffee. I love Maybe coffee. we can get a coffee sponsor. I'd like that. The official coffee of Ask a Black Guy. The full body roast. Just as bold as the host. <laughs> See, I could do a cold commercial. You could. I could put a commercial verse on. Voice on. It'd be, it'd be great. Didn't, 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 didn't. Coffee. And we drink out of our uh, merch cups. Ask a Black Guy. Yeah. Cups. Oh, we can. So when we start our video, mm-hmm. which we're going to start doing somewhere down the line hopefully soon we just got to get some more equipment speaking of more equipment there's a gofundme page you can go it's right it's where we beg for money yeah <laughs> please uh can i have some more more yeah Still, it's expensive bro who are you telling so we just want to keep getting better we just want to keep learning this is a big process oh my god yeah but it's been fun it's a good learning curve Oh, toiling with all the equipment, all the software and everything. Yeah. We were uh we were getting started. We were getting a lot of feedback about how shitty we sounded. 
mm-hmm. particularly episode one. And I think we even talked about this last episode. It's embarrassing how terrible that is, oh. which is weird because the content was pretty good. Aside oh. from your over cursing, according to my white friends. Uh, aside from my liberal use of expressive parts of the English language that they could not appreciate is what you're saying. Well, it took me a long time. I debated for a while whether or not to even let my parents or tell my parents about this. Why? Well, one of the reasons was because of that. Because of curse? Now, bro, my dad wouldn't, my my dad wouldn't give a shit. My dad's a pastor. You think, you think I didn't want- you think I, I just like, hey, dad, listen to the show or me cursing all the time. Well, then how are you so comfortable just doing it? Because I wasn't in front of him. No, no, I'm not talking about comfortable being comfortable cursing. But being comfortable giving him the actual show. Because I wasn't in front of him. <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like, no, it's like when you're a kid and you're watching a movie and the sex scene comes up and you watch it, you're fine. And then when you're watching a movie with your parents and the sex scene comes up, you're like, ah, it's, it's like the, that. that. That is one of the worst feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Like, that's what it was like. But my, my parents, I mean, I'm me. My parents accept me for who I am. They know my flaws. You know, not that cursing is a flaw, but they I, that's my personality. You know what I mean? So I don't have a problem saying, hey, mom, dad, here's a here's a look into a part of my life. They know me. They know, they know that's not my whole thing. I'm not just walking down the street saying, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> like, you know, like, they know that. Like, Yeah. Like, I don't know why I had such a hard time. I don't know. My like, parents know about this. Now, I will, full disclosure, I eventually did. Mm-hmm. And I got good feedback from them. Yeah. Your mother they, wrote in. She yeah, wrote mom, a comment. She did. She wrote, <laughs> like a, she wrote like wrote a, the email. <laughs> she wrote like a book. A fucking novel. Yeah. <laughs> I read that she goes, I'm Slim's Lily White Mom. I'm like, oh hey, Miss Slim. How are you? Yeah. By the way, I feel like we're neglecting some of the results of our topics of the week and stuff too. We should go oh, back yeah, to you know, that. I don't think we ever talk about that. Yeah, so if you ever go to our website, askablackguy.com, there's a topic of the week at the bottom of the page. <laughs> Uh, usually correlates with the most recent episode. And you can take a little survey, write a little comment. We I should go back through that. that. Maybe right. not this episode, but... Uh, Next episode, we'll bring them up. Bring it up. Let people know what some of the results were. Yeah, I don't think we ever plugged the topic of the week. No, I think about mm-hmm. it. So anyhow, just a cool little thing. Get some listener engagement. Yeah, I completely but, uh, forgot about that. Yeah, but back to my telling them my family. Yeah, you were afraid to tell your mother, and father. Well, yeah. you, you, was it just your parents or just a bunch of your friends? No, no, just my parents. See, I don't know. Like my my father and I, and not to say that you, you and your father don't. Like our relationship is like uh, we still have the relationship of father son dynamic. But I think when I had kids, and I, I think I, when I turned. After I had children and right when I turned about like 25, I felt like our relationships kind of like changed from uh, it or it. it uh, what's a good word? I want to say change. I guess it evolved from just a father and son to like a friendship kind of thing. So we said the father and son basis. But now I'm like I'm more comfortable talking to him about any and everything. Like we could talk about anything. You know what I mean? Like he's like one of my best friends. So like I you know, it wasn't hard for me. Like, yo, I got a podcast. I say fuck two hundred times. But you know, but I wasn't as concerned about my father. He he cusses more than I do. Uh, Way see, more than I do. My dad my dad don't curse at all. He's but, a pastor. But but my mom <laughs> I I'm not gonna say nothing else. I'll just go all I'm saying is, uh, do I need a legal disclaimer so I don't get sued? Uh, you ever hear a person string together a group of curse words that never really made, like, not made sense? They don't go together, but somehow 
the universe pulled all these words together and you know exactly what this person meant? Yeah. I know somebody like that. Well, it wasn't necessarily the cursing either for my mom. Mm-hmm. I mean, like the first episode, we talked about black dudes and giant dicks. This is and true. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, and why, and, and why they like chicks with big asses. <laughs> yes, I, well, and you know, my parents were listening to that too, and I was like, shit. So I didn't really want to be around when they were listening to the episode. <laughs> I think my parents were in Arizona before I talked to them <laughs> about this. <sighs> what they say? They just moved out there, and uh, that's when I decided that it was okay to tell them about the show. <laughs> Listen, I know you got some major life changing events coming up, so I'm just going to slide this right on under the rug so they can just blow by it. I got and, you. And uh, they've listened to every episode since, so they give me really? some good feedback. Yeah, nice. What they say? Because you you well, haven't told me shit. Well, awkwardly, my mom actually commented on the big dick story (laughs) (laughs) to me in a text (laughs) right after she listened to it. (sighs) Remember I told you the story of my dad in the Navy and he had this, he had a friend where his dick like hung below his kneecap (laughs) and the dude was always naked. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Well, that's the particular story she commented on in a text. She was like, oh, we were watching a movie the other day, and your father told that story again, and I had forgotten about it, and then we just listened to your podcast. Sure, she forgot about it. (laughs) She forgot about it for 40 years. Oh. So then I get this text and I'm looking at it like, I don't know how to comment <laughs> back to this. So I just let it ride. So you and your mom are having text conversations about no, dicks. That's a, that's a one way conversation, bro. About black dicks <laughs> in particular. It's a, a one way conversation. Hey, mom, look what I found on Google. <laughs> Oh, that's nice. Look what I found in the February edition. Oh, that's hilarious. That is fucking rich. And that's exactly why I waited so long until my parents finished. <laughs> well, that was great. I mean, it's radio gold, uh, but it's wildly uncomfortable. Well, you know, I think if my mom was sending me text messages about dicks, I'd be a little uh, unfringed, I guess. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. But but my parents, both of them are very uninhibited. Like, yeah, well, good. Well, I, I got a good relationship with my parents. But uh, you guys just never talked about dicks like that before. I never had like an open dick conversation. Nah, never mm-hmm. happened. Not so, even like when you're going through pre- puberty. Puberty, they never do. Nah. I don't know why every time I get on the mic, I cannot... Enunciate? Yeah, enunciate. Like, I, have, I have a problem with that, too. What is that? I don't know. I think because we're trying to get thoughts out real fast. Because I, I'm always afraid that I'm going to lose my thought. So I'm, like, mm. in a rush to get it out. You might be right. It's Maybe I just need to slow down. We probably do need to just take a take breath. Speech class? La, 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 la. See, like, I had a good thought that I wanted to get out. And now I... It's oh, did, I make you, did I make you lose it? Yeah. Or we're talking but about. It'll come back. We're talking about you and your mom talking about dicks. And then we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and you were talking about like you and your mom never talked about dicks, not even doing puberty. <laughs> and I asked you again. <laughs> you should it's see slim faces so rare right dicks. now. <laughs> well, black dicks in particular. <laughs> you know, his. His face is so red right now. Oh uh, look at that. The worst. Is this embarrassing for you? It's a hard topic to talk about. It it's just uncomfortable. What? Black dicks are uncomfortable or just a or I mean I I've never experienced that, but talking about black dicks with my mom, it's uncomfortable. I see. Um It's weird. 
I think every relationship evolves at some point. So, I mean, <laughs> I think, you know, it's all right. Just sit down and have a conversation with her. You know? Well, you mentioned the comment and the email she wrote on her website. Oh, yeah. You want to talk about that? You can bring that up because that was hilarious. <laughs> it's all about how Slim grew up in Idaho. How there was no black people around, and when he first Vermont. saw his first black people, I know. Um, I was I was actually born in Vermont. I know. So, when I was real young, mm-hmm. my mom worked nights. My dad was working days. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm a baby. You know, one, two years old, and every night. My dad had me. He would be sitting there drinking Budweiser's and be watching Magnum P.I. Oh, nice. The old school cop show. Yeah. He loved Magnum had the, uh, the big apparently I did too. mustache, the uh, uh, handlebar mustache. Magnum P.I. was Tom Selleck. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The, well, uh, on Magnum P.I., the black character on that show was named TC. Mm-hmm. I remember. Right? That's the. Uh, uh, so if you don't know who he is, he played. Uh, what's his name? What's his? What's his? It's on tip my tongue. I he can't played uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky, like the original Rocky. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Why can't I remember his name? I don't know. It's on tip my tongue too. You can look it oh, up. Oh man. Yeah. But uh, living in Vermont, dude, there's no black people in Vermont. So I as bet. A, as a child. I'm not seeing any other black people than what I see on Magnum PI at night. So she recalls this story where we go down to Burlington to do some shopping or something. Yeah. And I, and I go into an elevator and here comes the first black guy (laughs) I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) And he, he must've been a bigger black dude. And I look right up at him as a little kid and I go, look, mom, it's TC. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't explain what most white America experiences. Oh, it's hilarious. Their interactions with black people. That's it. That's hilarious. The way she explained it was you were like, look, mom, it's TC. It's TC. Well, I was pumped up because I love Magnum P.I. I love that whole. Yeah, she was trying to like tell you like no, no, no. But you, you wasn't she trying was to hear. It. She was so embarrassed. It's hilarious. What did the guy say? He probably laughed. He probably like this little bastard. <laughs> like oh, <laughs> well, look, it's, it's fucking Dumbo. Although yeah, right. I mean, truthfully, my ears were the same size when I was three as they are right now. Jesus Christ! My head just grew into them. How did you not blow away? I'm not saying I didn't. They're like sails, bro. I don't know. Just catch if you catch the wind the right way. Just like Dumbo. I like it. It's all right. Oh, so the guy named TC was Carl Weathers. Weathers. Yeah. I had to Google it. I couldn't. It was right on the tip of my tongue. This is why we need another computer so we could just. He's been in a flat. bunch of stuff. He's, he's, he's like a staple of the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Love that dude. Hmm. I agree. Nice. All right. How'd that make you feel? <laughs> the, the little trip down in memory lane? Well, it should be told I don't remember it. It's what my mom remembers. And oh. I'm just retelling her story. But I've heard this story many times throughout my my life. Mm. Changes a little bit every time. So I don't really know how. In fact, she reminded me. Thanks. What? I didn't know it was going to come across. I tried to whisper. <laughs> but you said it. I tried to whisper. I forgot I was sitting right in front of the mic. I didn't know it was going to come across. <laughs> that was horrible. <laughs> oh. <sighs> I'm sorry. I, I, you, know, I, you know that when you whisper, even next to these like <laughs> rock star mics that we have, they can pick you up. Watch. He's smooth. <laughs> I can still hear you. <laughs> I was so 
if you know me in real life, I'm at I'm a ultimate joker. Like I crack jokes all day long to the point where I'm kind of an asshole about it. It's can be exhausting. I mean, it's not malicious, but I'm very opportunistic. I can't. Why can't I talk? Opportunistic. I'm very opportunistic when it comes to jokes and comedy. And I just had it. And I was like, I'm not going to do it on the air. But I do want Slim to know that there is some greatness right here. And I try to whisper. (laughs) But I forgot that the mic just picked it all up. Oh, so I'm not going to repeat it. But uh, if you if you back up three, four minutes, you probably hear. You don't have to back up. Because I also I don't think it was funny. (laughs) He whispered black dicks. I'm not even sure if I get the context, but I was mid thought. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're a giggly dude today. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Get your shit together. I'll wait till you edit the show. You'll call me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna leave this in. This is. <sighs> you ever laugh so hard that your fucking stomach just start hurting? Oh, not in a while. Thank you for that. My soul is satisfied. Yeah, thank you. Oh, I got tears in my eyes. Legit tears. Oh, man. So, anyhow, that was my first real life interaction with a black guy. Nice. I like it. It only took me three years. It's not bad. That's pretty, uh, it's a pretty good, uh, slide scale, I guess. Why don't black people live in cold environments, generally speaking? A lot of black people don't like the cold. It's our skin. We got melanin in our skin. We're built for the summer and the heat and the sun. The same reason why we don't like uh, sunburn as bad as some white people. Is that really, is that you really think that's what it is? I mean, yeah. I mean, like, if, I mean, if you look at the whole, if you if you want to go back and look at the whole like science thing like when they talk about pangea how everybody was in well you, you pangea you're going you're going yeah that's what i'm saying pangea when all the all the continents were together yeah you looked at me like you didn't know what pangea was no no i know what it is i didn't think you were going back well, millions of years well that's what it was and then it was like and then it all broke up and then people started to move further and further away from the equator and then their body started to you know, evolve Evolution. and change, and yeah, and then uh, you, know, you know, adapt to the environment. So yeah. But, so, um, <clears throat> are you more sensitive to cold? Like, do you get cold very easy? No. Well, I'm 330 pounds. I like it cold. I hate to sweat. I hate sweating. Like I like I sweat like nonstop. In the summertime, I'm two, three, four showers a day. I carry a rag. So, would you live in an environment like that? Would you live in a mountain town in Vermont? <laughs> Me personally, I, well, you know me, like I, I lived all over the country, so I like the mountains. I would, I would live in the mountains. But what about what about just black guys, black people in general? If you're going to speak for them, well, generally well, speaking, don't don't say it like I'm the motherfucking black spokesman for the whole goddamn race. You're the king. Mm, no, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> um. <clears throat> No, just say generally black people, speaking. No, but black people don't really, they I mean, don't really mess with the cold. They like warmer, tropical, you know. But not even on vacation. Because it's I, not really a vacation. Because <laughs> really I lived all over the country, too. Like you mm-hmm. say, I, Idaho, Vermont. <clears throat> Idaho. Wyoming. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, the, the time I lived out in Idaho, I could count on one hand the amount of black people I saw out there. Well, is, black that, people, is that just cold weather? No, it's, I mean... Can't be. It's got to be something else. Well, it's not just the cold weather. It's like, it's demographics too. So black people go where, uh, you know, where they feel safe. Like, you know, like after uh, can I call it the Great Migration from the South? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to keep referencing slavery every goddamn show, but after that, everybody started moving in like cities and stuff like that. Like, so you won't you won't really find people in like. You know, Iowa and 
Idaho. Like you might see a couple of them, but you're not gonna see large populations. Like they go where they feel safe. I mean, for a time, like you know, black people, you couldn't just couldn't just go throughout the fucking country. Like there's certain places you just you black, you just know you just can't go. Like I feel like Mississippi. Every time I hear Mississippi, I just hear, nope, not going there from black. You hear some, (laughs) you hear some banjos playing. Yeah, like you just don't, just because the history behind it too. Like even when I was down south, I was in North Carolina for a year. Like there's places I wouldn't even think about going. My my white friends like, oh let's go. I'm like, nah, nah. I'm I'm always looking for like double crosses, eighty eights, Confederate flags. Like this this shit is like, uh, nah, I can't go there. Uh, Like we, if I used to be in a bar. Or if I wanted to go to the bar, I was in North Carolina. If somebody was hanging the Confederate flag out there, I'm not fucking going in there. Like, no. Fuck no. And that's North Carolina. I was in the western part of North Carolina. Like, the mountain part. Mountain area. Yeah, it's like, there's certain places, like, you know, certain places. And, and out there, I was, like, the only black person. Like, literally. And But there was one other. This is a true story. I was in Franklin, North Carolina for, like, two years. And... The only other black person I ever saw, right? I'm exaggerating a little bit. There were like maybe three or four black people that I saw in my two years. No, no bullshit. I, and I, so the only other black person I thought, I kind of don't even want to say this story because it's so stereotypical. You gotta so, say it though. So me and my friends, or my friends and I, walked into. <clears throat> so we were going to lunch, and. uh yeah, you gotta say it. Just own it. I really don't want to say. It, I just don't want to sell it because you gotta own it. So this was about stereotypes are based in reality, bro. Five years ago, go. A group of friends and I. I'm the only black one. You're struggling right walked now. Walked into because I got to say it. it's gonna sound. Let's go. Like fuck. Just do it. Like a band aid. So we were going to lunch. It's like five of us. So. We decided to go to a place that all you can eat. It was like 10 bucks a person, which was a deal, especially if we wasn't getting paid. You know, we were, we were training, but we weren't getting paid. And I was like, oh, all right. You know, it's a good place. I think it was a good place. So what was the name of the place? We went to lunch. All right. <clears throat> so, my five friends and I. Would you just say? Went to lunch. What are you doing? It was KFC, all right? <laughs> it was fucking KFC. And it had an all you can eat buffet for like 10 bucks. And I was like, this is fucking gold. Jackpot. Jackpot. That's bonkers. You're saying you found a KFC? Franklin, North Carolina. For like $9.99, 10 bucks. And then we walk in. And the first black dude I see is a picture on the wall of a employee. He's like the employee of the month, a black guy. <laughs> and, and, it, and they called him the fry master. He was the fry master. And I was like, fuck. And as soon as I walked in, I was like, shit. All right. Like, All right. I was like, damn it. Good for that guy, though. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But, you know, I was like, the only other black person I saw or the first black person I saw was at fucking KFC. Did you actually interact with that guy? You just saw the picture? Um, No, I just saw the pictures. So I was like, oh, all right. But the food was good. <laughs> KFC was fucking rocking. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. But then I saw some more black people and like the Walmart, like months later, I'm like, oh, and you know, black people got kind of got this, this greeting when we see other black people, where you see, or you know, in places where we don't normally see black people, we become like super friendly. It's either that not, or we'll actually go and talk. Like, oh, what's up, man? And I talked to this group, I'm like, oh, I haven't seen other black people in like six months. Like, where y'all from there? I'm like, oh, yeah, we just passing through. We stopped at the Walmart. <laughs> I was like, Oh, okay. That's cool. You guys have a nice day. Is that where that conversation ended? Pretty well. Yeah, pretty much. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So. 
I have noticed that hanging around you, the comfort level you have with complete strangers mm-hmm. that are black <laughs> in particular, you just go up, you can have a dialogue with them like your best friends. Yeah. It's like a secret understanding. Yeah. Like we kind of like, oh, all right, what up? The culture kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we all remember, remember when I told you. So it's it's the it's 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 the black culture. So we kind of got like um I think we've talked about this before. An understanding. But it's worth repeating. Yeah, there's always an understanding. There's a positive understanding, there's a negative understanding. So like and then it's conversations that can be had without words. Just based off body language, based on looks, based on glances. I mean, pretty sure you know every everybody has this, but the culture itself is familiar with black people. Like, you know, so it's just our thing. Like we we kind of like just like all right cool it's not that many He's like oh see you stand out what's up I'm jealous of that why I don't know I feel like if I did that just some stranger some stranger white person in the street they'd stare at me like I had nine heads well that's what I'm saying like remember we went back there's to no the community. first episode you know? well I wouldn't say there's no community but like I said remember we go back to now, the first among episode white people, there's no community among strangers. Like just because you're white and I'm white, there's never a connection based on that. Right. Well, like I said, that goes back to like the first episode when we it. talk about. Yeah. Because like when someone like you see a white person, you can't really identify their origin or, or heritage. You, know? you see black people, you know, that motherfucker's black from a block away. You know, mm-hmm. it's what it is. So it's like, you know, it is. It is what it is. Plus, we just we're different. Like we're just we always grew up with like the whole sense of you know community. Our, our parents had to work all the time, so these parents are watching your kids down the road, and these parents are watching the road down the road. And we and it doesn't matter because anything can happen, and we're like somebody's here for you all the time. Remember that time we had this conversation, and I was like, yeah, like uh, it's different for black people. Like they'll babysit people's kids, like family members <laughs> and shit like that. Like I can call, I can call like my sister and be like in the middle of nothing or in the middle of whatever she's doing and, and drop kids off and no problem, you know? And then I, and I called her up and I'm like, and I think she was doing schoolwork too. I was like, oh, what's, what time was it? Like 10? Yeah. It was late. It was late at night. Late at night, like 10, 11 o'clock at night. Where yeah. were we at? Whoa. Where were we, what were we doing? Oh, we were hanging out, having a beer or something. Yeah, it was like 10, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, yeah, I could call my sister, you know, or and and, and just t- drop the kids off. And it don't matter how crazy the situation is. Like, like our family is just like, we're always there for each other. Like, especially when it comes to kids, the, the community is like, and I was like, she literally was doing schoolwork that was due that night. I called my sister. Phone goes ring, ring, ring. She go, hey, what's up? I'm like, hey. I got to drop the kids off to you. They didn't eat. They didn't shower. I'm running around doing something. And it was minimal. I was like, I, I got something to do, you know, blah, blah, Two, blah. three in the morning. Yeah. And I'm like, I won't, I won't be back to like two or three in the morning. And I got this other kid with me. That's a friend. <laughs> this kid pees on himself. He, he doesn't like, he's not potty trained. He's like eight. And he eats chicken with two fingers and upside down. And he shits himself and his one leg is off and it's behind his couch and you got to walk it on his shoulder and then like feed him with a, a spoon upside down, but only at 1210. Like she was like, all right, well, just just bring him over. I got schoolwork. She didn't even bat an eye, dude. Nope. It was out of control. And then if I. <laughs> the converse of that would be I call up like my mother-in-law or something and be like hey can uh, I drop my daughter off like 8 o'clock tomorrow morning you only gotta watch her for a couple hours she's real good she feeds herself and she'd be like eh, I don't know you know <laughs> kind of busy <laughs> I don't know if yeah. I can do that that's how that goes yeah it's funny it's just like a I mean, we've got the community thing going on. we got the family thing going on. It's just like, you know, just a level of comfort across the culture. Yeah. You know, but just as easy as, as it's positive, it's also negative. Like, you, you could be out 
somewhere like a, out in Cali or whatever. Uh, and I won't just say Cali, but you know, whatever. You could be wherever. You're in the wrong hood. You move a certain way. You you look the, the certain way. You look the wrong way. It's on. Like, listen, you if there's there's body language that talks. You know what I mean, too? So it's like, it's the culture. There's Talk shit about that. What? Expand on that. So, I mean, like, if you're in, a, first of all, if you're in the wrong hood, it's not your hood. And it's a hood. It's like, it's not like, I don't mean to, when I say hood, I don't want our listeners to associate every black neighborhood with the hood, like the ghetto. Right. That's not the case. But I'm talking oh, about yeah, if you're in the ghetto. Black neighborhoods. Yeah. I mean, even middle class. But if you're in the ghetto, or I mean, you could it could be any. It's not even just a ghetto. You you in the wrong hood, which you don't belong to, and you walking on somebody's street, and you see a group of dudes, and you just stare them down and walk by. It's like you know, you just asking for trouble. Don't don't do that. That's just dumb. I never experienced that uh, from the white side of the house. Like I've never felt I was in a wrong neighbor or, or a wrong white neighborhood. Does that make sense? Um. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I've never thought about it either. But thinking about it now, mm-hmm. I've never felt uncomfortable. The only time I felt like that mm-hmm. was when I was in Telluride, Colorado. Where? I was passing through Telluride, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I'm a big skier. Mm-hmm. And me and my old man doing a cross country trip. Mm-hmm. And uh, we always wanted to go tell you ride. They got a really nice mountain there. This is middle of summer. We weren't skiing, but I just wanted to pass through. Mm-hmm. I'm on a big ass red pickup truck, Maryland plates. All right. You got to drive like 30 minutes down this one road through a valley to get to tell you ride. It's kind of isolated. <laughs> and uh, right. you get in. We were immediately the outcasts of this place. We were redneck hillbillies amongst Beverly Hills. <laughs> it was the only time I felt completely out of place. Yeah. And I'm, I even looked at my dad and I said, uh, after we had this whole experience, like, this is what it's like to be a minority. Like, we, were, we were legitimately run out of that town, bro. Yeah. I tried to go get a hotel. There was not many hotels there. So we roll up to the one and I park my big red pickup truck right in front. We get out. Hey, do you have any room availability? Literally, the manager of the place went like, looked over our shoulders, saw the truck that we got out of, looked right back in my eyes and said, yeah, I don't. I don't think you guys are going to be comfortable here. Said that. Yeah. My old man lost his shit. Get the fuck out of here. We jumped back in the truck, peel out. Yeah. And just rolled out of that town, dude. It was crazy. I believe it. And there was nothing but Range Rovers, Mercedes, AMGs. Like, eat. Oh, you're like the upper high class. Oh, way beyond any level of affluence that I've ever spent any time with. Like, it was out of control. This is a playground for the rich and famous. And I didn't really know that. I mean, I knew that there was wealthy people there, but I didn't know it was so judgmental. That's funny. They ran us uh, out of town. Yeah. <laughs> and I had that conversation with my dad. I'm like, this is what a minority feels like. And he looked at me and goes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've never felt that. It's funny because I, I had that same situation, but it was opposite we were going to a family reunion my mother my father my two sisters it was in niagara falls and we were driving and uh we had to pull over and get gas i can't remember exactly where we're at and i get out the car with my dad we walk into the gas station my dad walks in he looks around he's like come on let's go like we leave like what's up i thought we was getting gas he's like come on boy he's like he's like don't you know clan territory when you when you see it i was like Shit, no. No, I'm in high school. I was like, <laughs> no, teach me. Why is this? I'd have been like 10th grade. And we left. We left. I don't think we stopped for gas till we got out of the state. Like, it was like, oh, 
So it's like fuck that. No. So so yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And that's well, know why black don't. people don't just fucking live everywhere because yeah. it's like they're like, oh all right, well we need to get the fuck up out of here. Yep. You know, like shit. It was bizarre. Now I didn't feel like I was in any danger like that. You just felt well. I didn't feel it. My, I mean, my dad was well, dad, aware enough, but I didn't. You know, I, I just felt very unwelcome, and I've never experienced that. It was bizarre. Mm. Maybe more, more white people need to experience that. Maybe that would be useful. Yeah, well, spend a couple minutes in minority shoes. Yeah, well, I mean, I think if we all spent some minutes in other people's shoes, the world would be a lot better than what the fuck it is now. Yeah, there's no argument there. So, but anyhow. But yeah, that's the whole black community thing and how people see each other like, oh, what up, what up? Like, shit. I like that, though. That's why I like hanging out with you. (laughs) Because you strike up a conversation with anybody. Well, that's also because I lived by myself for, for four years bouncing all over the country. Like, I would literally move from one state to another state and be the only person and then on top of that be the only black guy in the middle of fucking nowhere so that's, I didn't have no choice but the, rough. the you know uh, strike up conversations with people so what I started doing was like so what I learned and this is a little fucked up too so uh, what I learned was how to like get white people defenses down <laughs> so- <laughs> So what you gotta start. So what I had to do was like start listening to the same music they like, country music. I started listening to rock and roll, all that shit like that, and then I just bring it up in casual conversation. Oh, you like Luke Bryant? Oh, you like Taylor Swift? <laughs> I'm like oh, oh, I like Incubus. I like Third Eye Blind. Yeah, okay. That's oh, you like, like the Chili Peppers? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like yeah, like so it's like. You know, uh, uh, but I also had to, which I don't want to go into this because I kind of feel like I want to say this for another topic, but I had to like, like, you know, dumb down my blackness too, you know, because like I would like to listen to rap music. And I mean, I'm not blasting it through the streets on like volume 10, but it's rap music. I don't want to pull up in front of a bunch of white people playing my like DMX or Jay-Z and shit. And they just stare at me like, of course. Like, because like I said, I'm the only black person around. So now I'm the representative for the entire race. So it's like, I can't give them all my blackness all at once. And I got to water it down a little bit, which was fucking annoying. But you you got to you got to learn how to, like, walk the walk and fucking, you know, you got to be a chameleon in a way. Yeah. You got to make white people feel comfortable, mm-hmm. which is like, what the fuck? That's a good skill to have, though. Well, to make white people feel comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually. <laughs> no, just just being able to talk to anybody no, just to blend in and with make anybody feel comfortable. No, it yeah, is, and uh, and it and it served me very well. Yeah, it served me very well. Um, like I said, I have a lot of friends that are white. I have a lot of friends that are Asian. I have a lot of friends that are Hispanic. You know, and just because, like, you know, I've been able to. You know, relate, relate, yeah. It's just about being able to relate to people. That's all. That's all it is. You can always find commonality with somebody. You just got to talk to them, and that's yeah, the thing. I, I'm always, I'm always about. So there's, there's two things that unite people. There's, there are two universal languages. If I, if I can't speak your language, your verbal language, there's two languages that people uh, actually speak. And I wrote a paper about this. So it's, it's a uh, we speak, we communicate through food. And we communicate through music. You know what I mean? So, like, I sit down and I break bread with you. You see that, you know, the food is for nourishment of my body. And then you see that, like, okay, this guy is just like me. He needs to eat. He needs to, like, we have common ground. We come, there's a commonality over food. So we kind of communicate non-verbally as human beings that way. Um, and it kind of lowers our defenses. Or coffee. Or coffee, you know, well, food, you know, and then the other thing is like music. It doesn't matter. Like good music is good music. Like you can hear music in another language and just another rhythm. However, just something completely different. You never, you know, experience. But if it gets to you, it gets into your soul. Like music speaks to your soul. You know what I mean? So it's like 
you guys instantly communicate. You start tapping your feet and all that shit like that. And you, like it just speaks. So it's two universal languages, music and food. You ever want to reach anybody? You can reach people through music and you can reach them through food. People love to eat good food and people love to listen to good music. And nothing affects your mood better than a good meal or a good song. It'll make you happy. It'll make you sad. It'll make you full. It'll give you the itis. No, it's just good. I agree with that. So that's what I learned. Throughout life. How you feel? I'm looking, I'm looking at our list here. Mm-hmm. See what, what the next move is going to be. Mm, let's see. Why, uh, why can't white dudes dance? What's up with that? What's your take on So, <laughs> it's funny. And I fall in this category. I heard a comedian. Zero rhythm. I heard a comedian say, like, years ago, he said, it's not that white people can't dance. He said, like, uh, black people dance to the rhythm or the bass, and white people dance to the words. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I can't remember who... What comedian said that? It's like it's not that white people can't dance. It's just that when they listen to music, like black people dance to the bass to the rhythm, and white people dance to the words. <laughs> That's a hilarious observation. <laughs> but because it's very true. I mean, nah. There's a white people that can fucking dance. They, well, yeah. I mean, listen, you, you can. But there is a classic. How to dance? There is a classic like white girl dance where they do the little the little mm-hmm. bop. The little, I, if you can see me now, it's like the <laughs> little shoulder action. They love with that. the head bop, like bop, 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 and they just they Hanson. just jump around. Yeah, you just you just hummed Hanson. That's yeah, because I said bop, <laughs> bop, and then bop. Yeah, that's my. Uh, that's how you lower white people's defenses. This guy knows Hanson. He's all right. <laughs> <laughs> It's true. <laughs> you get pulled over. Yeah, that, you just turn. I'm sorry, Hanson officer. On. Let me let me turn down my Hanson CD. <laughs> <laughs> is that Hanson? Oh, yes, sir, sir. It is. Have a nice day, sir. <laughs> Be on your way. I'm sorry to ever to have disturbed you along your way today. <laughs> it's but true yeah. though, but I do feel. Like white people just naturally can't dance. It's a you learned thing. Where I don't think black people have that same problem. It's a it's a it's a learned thing, but it's also a confidence thing. Cause if you can't dance, but if you dance like you can, are you confident about it? It don't matter. You know? I don't know. Like man. I can't really like I can dance, but I'm not like a I can't Chris Brown Usher nah, fucking dance like Michael Jackson. That's professional. Yeah, but I can fucking I can two step my ass off all day long. Yeah, but I can't. You see the difference there? You gotta dance. I'm not to the trained rhythm, either. Man. You gotta listen to the rhythm, bro. What do you listen to when you when the music play? Oh, I listen to all kinds of stuff. No, 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 no. I mean, like, oh, do I when listen the music to the words is playing or the bass? Yeah, like when the music is playing, do you listen to the rhythm? Because there's a there's a if you listen to a song. There's a there's a structure. There's bass, or there's a hi hat. I mean, like, what are you dancing to? I don't even know. Because when I when I two step, I'm two stepping to the like I'm I'm two stepping to the bass. But if I want to go faster, then I'll listen for a different instrument. Like like I said, if they got the hi. Mm-hmm. Like I, and I'll just move a little faster. Like I just move, and I move ugly. Yeah, you know? like if I like good. if I'm da- like if I'm dancing. It's like I do a lot of Spanish dancing, a lot of Hispanic dancing, like salsa Latin stuff. dances. Yeah, like so. So salsa, it's a it's a six step. It's on the hips, too. Yeah, but you listen to the what's the name of the instrument? I can't remember. But it's like like first it was a boom, boom, boom. Boom, 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 and you move every boom. So boom, 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 like you move that. And then bachata is like a three step. So it's like it's like 
one, two, three, up. One, two, three, See, up. It's a three-step. You're thinking way more about it than I do when I'm answering. Well, that's gotta, the problem. Well, you, well, you got to listen to the you got to listen to the instruments. Certain instruments that give you your cue. See, you're breaking it way down. I'm, I just listen to the music, and I move, and I'm like a stiff board. Like I'm always trying that's to do the robot. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a horrible robot. I don't even do that good. So all you got to do is pick an instrument. Just listen for it. So I'm looking for some line in the music, whether yeah. it's the bass, some instrument, and you, and that's what you take your cue on, and just go with that. Now you can't be on the fucking hi hat, and she's on the goddamn bass, because it's never gonna, isn't just gonna look weird. But if you find your rhythm, find that, find that instrument, and go, you'll be good to go. Yeah, but the problem I feel like we run into is white people. Is you just don't have that ability to like loosen up. I, everybody's so rigid mm. and uptight. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I, I like 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 I'm doing the robot. Sorry. <laughs> and I'm not alone on this. I, you know, I probably would say yeah. Girls are a little better than dudes. At Girls this. are a lot better than dudes. Well, women. But, but hold on, because I think there's a lot of white girls that think they can dance out there. And I can't. Yeah, well, this, <laughs> this is true too. And no, I agree. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, I was you gonna, know that's true. I, I I was I was going to counter. I was going to counter that statement. Well, like, well, maybe you haven't seen this little movie called Footloose. <laughs> uh, with the Kevin Bacon, it, dude, if, I can, if I can move like Kevin Bacon. Well, they're also they're all professionals too. I've never seen a a white high school dance with that much rhythm in my life. <laughs> never, ever. And I'm not saying that it's not possible. I just never say, you know, they were breaking the law. But, the, but no, but the newer kids now, all the new dances that they're coming up with, the little white kids got it. Like they pick them up and they, they rock with it. Again, I'm not saying it's across the board. Maybe it's a generational thing. I don't know. Yeah. Well. Maybe I'd be better at like swing dancing or something. I don't know. I've never tried that. Swing dancing. Yeah. Swing dancing. Yeah. You know that dancing that white people did in like the forties? I'm very familiar with swing dancing. White people did it too. That actually seems like a lot of fun. Yeah, when you go tossing people left and right and yeah. toss them up and down. I don't know if I'd have the skill for that though. I mean, you, you need to have the cardiovascular too. That shit, it's a workout. Swing I down. got that. I was worried about you that. Took that shit back to forty three, bro. <laughs> God damn! You just skipped over the whole break dancing era. You just skipped over the twist. You just skipped over the mashed potato. What else is there? What else is out there? What's the mashed potato? Come on! Oh, you don't know the mashed potato, dude? Oh, it's a. Uh, I don't know that. Oh man! Oh. It's a dance from like what, 50s, 60s? I've never heard of that. Oh man, I gotta share the mashed potato off there. We'll, we'll YouTube it, you can see it. I, was a, I think it was a white guy friendly dance too. <laughs> oh, white guy friendly dance? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that mean? It means you could do it. I, don't tell me what I can do on the dance floor because it ain't much. <laughs> I, think you, I, think you, I think you did the mashed potato. We can get you situated in the mashed potato. You can pull it out the next party. I can mash potato. I do like the sprinkler. The twist. What the fuck yeah. was that? Yeah. What shopping was that? Cart, the shopping cart. Are you just making shit up? This is. I wish we had video. That was awkward. Of course it was. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That was scary. That thing. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Welcome to my world, dude. Nah, I don't want it. It's amazing that I met a woman dancing like that. Did you? Did you? You didn't meet her dancing, right? How, how, oh, please. You meet, I can't meet her dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, funny. How, how did you meet her? In college. Oh, it wasn't, wasn't, it wasn't at a dance. No, it was all because of this charming personality. So she was, so she was drunk. <laughs> it, took, it took me a long time 
<laughs> Did it really? It, this wasn't this wasn't a thing that happened overnight. Oh, this was months, give, months give and story. months. Now I'm curious. Give me the story. It's not a a thrilling story by any means. Okay. She literally sat a couple rows down for me in a class. Hmm. I looked at her. Oh, she's she's a smoke show. I gotta, go, I gotta go talk to her. So I sat next to her. Of course. Sp- like- sparked up a conversation. She told me she didn't want to date. <laughs> <laughs> I said, okay. Well, we don't have to date. A uh, couple classes go by. Sat next to her again. Sparked up another conversation. Found out that we were both runners. Mm-hmm. And then I asked her if she just wanted to go run with me. And she said yes to that. Uh-huh. Still no date, though. <laughs> Wasn't a date. She's running. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then slowly, I broke down that barrier. Just like you do with white people. Oh, okay. Just little, little things. Uh-huh. I was throwing everything at her. She wasn't biting. And uh, the rest is history after that. Nice. Well, I took probably three, four months. Wear really? to wear her down. <laughs> she finally said yes. I'll come to a party that I was throwing. Oh, you threw a party? Well, when I met her, what was I, a sophomore? We didn't. I never lived in a dorm. Yeah. At a townhouse that uh, rented with a bunch of other roommates, right. and so we would always have parties at our spot. Because the kids that were our age all lived in dorms and party there. So I always had parties at my place, like ragers. Nice. And then finally she came to one and then sealed the deal then. So you didn't dance at this party, is what you're telling me. I don't, dude, I do not dance. That was smart. The thing is, is I like to, but I know I'm so bad at it that I don't do it. It's all right. There's a song. That I uh I like I don't know who sings it either, but it's it's called Dance Like You're All Alone. Dance like you're all alone. Do 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 dance like you're all. That's for you. You go yeah. in your room, you play that song. You go enjoy yourself. Yeah, but I, I don't like watching myself dance because I'm bad. Nobody wants to see that, yeah. including me. I'm gonna teach you how to two step. It's super simple. Maybe. Real simple. And you just bob your head a little bit. You don't even look bad. You just look cool. You don't, And you don't sweat. There's a reason why I don't dance, because I don't like sweating. I hate sweating. You ever watch that movie Hitch? Will Smith? Yeah, I've seen that. Kevin James? I saw it. When he's teaching, when he teaches them how to mm-hmm. dance? That's what that's going to be like. That is, and he slaps him because yeah. he's terrible at it. You're going you're gonna to slap the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm going to slap you, but I might record it. <laughs> I'll put it on the uh, on, on, on the website. Maybe we'll do it. I'll put it on the fuck. We'll do it on the Instagram page. <laughs> Show me dancing. Yeah, like oh shit, go slim. Oh god. So, all right. I don't know, man. I think we said it all. I think so. Um, yeah. Leave some topics for episode eight. Yeah, and I'm and you didn't mess up on my name this episode. So kudos. That could be the first time. It only took eight episodes. Yeah. I told you it was a training in episode seven. Yeah, episode seven. Mm-hmm. Which you refuse to say smooth. Smooth. Yeah. Smooth. I trained you. It could it so could have worked. I almost slipped earlier in the show, but I caught myself. Did you? Yeah. Where? When? I only said your name once, I think, so and uh, I caught myself though. Well, I'm proud of you. This is a major accomplishment. This is a milestone for you. Good. So. All right. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure. Yes, Another it one has. bag. Folks, please visit askitblackguy.com. Yeah, send your comments in. Send the comment in. Oh, don't forget topic of the week, too. You definitely got to hit topic of the week. Give us your thoughts. Yeah, maybe our next episode will uh, bring up some of the results from the older ones. Mm. That'd be nice to go. And through. follow us, Instagram, 
at Ask a Black Guy. Yeah, or uh, Facebook, Ask a Black Guy. Yeah. We even got a YouTube channel. We don't really put too much on it, though, but we need to start putting stuff on there. When we start our videos, our vlogging, it'll be Ask a Black Guy. And let us know about merch. Yeah. What you guys would like. Would you like hats, T-shirts, mugs? Keychains. Yeah, whatever. I like hats. That'll help us uh, decide what to put our focus on. See what people use the most. Yeah, it'll work. All right. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for listening. See you next time.